All I need is one blunt, one page, one pen, one prayer. Tell God, forgive me for one sin. Matter of fact, maybe more than one. Look back at all the hatred against me. Fuck all of them. Jesus died at age 33. That's 32 shots between Glocks and 16 apiece. That's 32, which means one of my guns was holding 17. 27 hit your crew. Six winning to you. Everybody got to die sometime. Hope your funeral never get shot up. Bullets stare through the innocent. Nothing is fair. Niggas roll up. Shooting from wheelchairs. My heart is racing. This is live from twelve fifty one podcast. This is your boy Justin Cedric. What up, dog? Nothing, man. Chilling, bro. Chilling. Hey, so right off the bat, I'm gonna let y'all know Chris is not here. He's out of town, but we got our boy Rob in the building. Hello, mate. This is me, Robert. I'm in town for a couple of weeks, and I just want to come on, get on the spot with uh, twelve fifty one. Let you guys know what my thoughts on some things are. That's not really my voice, but it sounded dope, though. Did it not, dude? How is it uh, being home from the UAE? Uh, it's refreshing. Um, you never realize how much you miss about home until you don't have it for two consecutive years. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Rob is actually in the United Arab Emirates uh, on a teaching expedition, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah For three like years. He's on his second year, going into his third. And eventually, like sometimes he just drops in on us. We're going to try and figure out a way to get him on the podcast on a more regular occasion. We just haven't figured out the whole tech- you need technology. My personality. You huh? definitely need my personality in this class. You saying that we need more personality? No, you need me. You just need mine. Oh. oh. I'm a home run hitter. I am Mike Trout. Let's go back to those raps you did at the beginning of the intro. Like, yeah. how, I don't, that came out of nowhere, bro. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of old people in this room. Some of them 33. Um, and I remember <laughs> Jesus was 33 when he died. Um, so it kind of just sparked a little beat, you know? Yeah. Just brought me back to uh, 2003 when Stillmatic came out. How old were you when <laughs> Stillmatic came out? I was like uh, 15, I believe. Yeah. 15, 16 A years whole old. whole immature age of 15. Yeah, I was sitting passenger seat in my dad's 94 Sable. So rocking it. 94? It, it was a 94 Sable. It was 98. For those that don't Definitely know. 98 Sable. For those that don't know, Cedric and Robert are actually brothers by blood. Yeah. Although we've thought that maybe Robert was adopted, but they actually look alike. Yeah, because I'm actually tall. I, I, I can ride all the roller coasters. I, all the I can ride them. I just don't want to because you can't fit. fuck them. You can't fit. Because fuck them. I don't want to ride in a roller coaster. Cedric, how have you been doing, man? Hey, I've been good. Uh, and the crazy thing about that Nas, like, the thing about Nas is, like, you can argue, you can, you can argue that he's the greatest rapper of all time. That, okay. That's legitimate. You can actually make that argument. Yep. But... He's probably the most hotep of all rappers. He's the most hotep of all rappers. And that's like, he's like the fakest deep nigga ever. He's a 5%er, ain't he? <laughs> so it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. 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 I'll give you that. Yes. He is the fakest deep nigga. Like, and the thing about him is, is I swear to you, every single time he raps, you got to Google check the shit. You have to, uh, you have to check to see if he's actually correct. Whatever the hell it is he said. Because I'm telling you, like, what was it? The new Nas, yeah, that came out. That first verse, you I already had the Google check. Like, okay, a black man started Fox News. Is that's not true? I, I ain't even seen. I anything. didn't even think to look. Into I didn't it. see anything. Yeah. that supported a black man starting Fox News. I don't know. Maybe a black man pissed off the white man who started Fox News. He said, "You know what? I'm going to create something to talk down on black people." Quite possible. 
Maybe maybe that's where he's coming from. So what but makes Nas, so Nas's his inaccuracy in his statements is what makes him hotel. Yes, he's I, I, okay. I put it in his uh, his representation of certain things, his misrepresentation of certain things. He's almost like a rap version of Doctor Umar Johnson. Oh, oh God. and I, and the thing is, is I love Nas. Nas is in many occasions I've gone between depending on my mood. I would say either Nas or Jay. Yeah. Or Chief Keith. Chief Keith is definitely in my top five. Fair enough. Definitely in my top five. What is your infatuation with drill music? I will I will I, never drill understand. Drill music it. is amazing. Yeah, I mean Drill music dr- drill music is the most organic movement in hip hop. It wasn't forced. It naturally came from these young kids speaking about what was actually happening in their environment. Looking into Robert's bloodshot eyes, I don't think that he agrees with you. No, man. Drill music is like the avocado toast of hip hop. Like <laughs> avocado toast. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Explain. Like it's good, but like, do you really want it though, my nigga? Yes. No, I do. That's what I. Like, I do you I ever have a, like a? I, I've never had like an urge to have avocado toast. If it's there, I'll listen. I'll eat it. Yeah. I no no. I have had an urge not to have avocado toast because that sounds like some bullshit. But wait, 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 wait. Have you ever had avocado toast? No, I haven't because I don't have the urge. Okay. Yeah. Good point. And I've never been in a place where it's there. I think drill music is definitely avocado toast of hip hop. (laughs) I think like if it's if it's it's there, I will definitely consume it. But I'm never gonna be like, ooh, what's the best place in Chicago I can get avocado toast? You also live in a foreign land where avocado toast is very prevalent. So true. So yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so avocado perspective. Like, do you feel like your perspective on things has changed a lot since you've been out of out of town or out of the country? Um, I think my hatred for a lot of things has uh, increased. Has increased. Yeah, I hate a lot more people. Um, I hate a lot more about America, but then I also hate a lot of other languages. Like a lot more. Um, you realize French. you're going down a very uh 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 what's the word? Um, not racial. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and let me let me explain. You're going down a very like um, xenophobe. Yeah, path. that's yeah. No, there we let go. Let me explain. Right. I hate a lot more things because I see so much more. You know. Yeah. Um. So I hate a lot about America because I see the other possibilities in all these other countries. Okay. Right. As far as um, the way they manage, like the prison system, for example. Yeah. Right. Like. In the UAE, yes, you can get arrested for a lot of things, but unless your crime is like super heinous, you're in and out in a week. Yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if it's not murder or um, larceny or some or like fucking, um, you know, battery or anything, you're in and out, right? You okay. get, you pay your fines and you're back. Either you're out of the country or you're you, you know you serve your time, your debt to society. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, here in the U.S. You know, you got folks in, in jail for 15 years for something like, like that that young lady that got uh, five years in jail for voting um, illegally. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. And everybody has the same standards. Yeah. Right. Like, regardless if you're a white, black, Asian, Latino, like you're gonna have the same sentence. Right. Right. But here, it's a completely different story. Yeah. That's and that's, the, that's parts of part. Those are the types of things that makes me hate. Um, that's an interesting take. Yeah, I, I did not know that. Yeah, uh, and I then mean, I but hate languages that I don't understand because I'm jealous. I mean, how hard is it to? I, I know it's been a learning curve learning like Arabic mm-hmm. while you over there, right? Yeah, um, I could pick up on words like the key words, like things that people say on a regular basis. But you don't know when somebody calling you a nigga. No. Yeah. No, see, no, 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 no. I want to know that. You know what? I don't because then I'm gonna always be listening for it. Yeah. Call me a nigga so I don't understand. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. you and you dealing well, with that. Yeah, he. Well, let's let's transition to something that I know you do like. Mm-hmm. And I know we can have a great conversation about this. Because last night, what did we do last night, bro? We went to the greatest concert ever. I don't know about that, but Hands yeah, it was down. great. It's up there. So we went to the On the Run tour last night. Yes. Uh, and featuring I'm a bad bitch now. Jay Z and Beyonce. <laughs> I'm officially a bad bitch. The Beehive. You you part of Beehive now? Yeah, I got honey dripping. Wow. All over me now. That was the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gay. But, but go hey, ahead. 
No, ahead. man. Beyonce is hands down the greatest performer of our generation. I will say this, bro. There's no I, argument. I, I didn't go into it with a lot of expectations, but I left feeling like she probably is the greatest performer of our time right now. Um, you know, compare, like very comparable to Michael Jackson. She's, she was the greatest once Michael died. She was the greatest alive once Michael died. No, and, well, then you can argue Prince, too. Yeah. But then, especially, well, I'll put it this way. When Prince died, he, she, she became the undisputed number one uh, entertainer in the world. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the concert? Um, when Beyonce was on stage. I mean, that was like pretty... <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. That's like 50% of the concert, bro. Okay. Um, there was two, three times. Can I, can I give you my top three? Yeah. Number three is when Chance the Rapper came out, when DJ, DJ Khaled brought him out there. Why? Because I'm a, I'm a huge DJ, uh, Chance the Rapper fan. Yeah, okay. Number two, when Beyonce did Freedom. Yeah. Freedom is my spirit song. Freedom's a great song, bro. That is the song it's that, just... as you lower me into the ground, yeah. <laughs> at my funeral, <laughs> play Freedom. Because now hey, make sure you write that free. down, bro. Write that down. Yeah. Put that in my will. Okay. And then number three, Formation. And that is when felt all like my you, pores start leaking out honey. Felt no, like raw it, honey. Not that fake shit. I'm talking raw, pure honey. So the you end. feel like... That Winnie the Pooh shit. Yeah. You feel like you was a bad bitch then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I get you. I'm a, I'm, I guarantee you I'm selling fucking uh, Fit Tea starting next week. Because I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can become an IG model? Absolutely. Nipples out and everything. I got pasties. I ordered some pasties off of Amazon. Okay. Well... Right. I I do not want to see your okay. your bare nipples on Instagram. You won't see my bare nipples because I have pasties on. Duh, nigga. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, man, Beyonce. All right, so I've had the pleasure of seeing two of the greatest performers of our generation in this set last week. Mm-hmm. I saw Beyonce last night and last week at Lollapalooza. I got to say Bruno Mars. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah. tell us about that. I love Lollapalooza. But you know, you don't have designed seats. It's just you just show up yeah. wherever you stand. So in order for me to be relatively close to the stage, I was standing there an hour before this nigga went on just to be relatively close. Yeah. And this minute he came out there, everybody lost their mind. Yeah. And he performed for like an hour and a half, man. And I'm talking fireworks, niggas with trumpets dancing. Yeah. Jordan's on. It was so cold, bro. Uh, yeah. Man, yeah. he's so tiny. Get the mics. Glitter, uh, glitter shooting out there everywhere. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's like, without sounding like a fangirl, if Bruno Mars, yeah, if I had money, and uh, it was like, you can follow one artist around the world on a tour, it's either Bruno Mars or Ed Sheeran. Like, you'd be his roadie. Yeah, I would definitely be his roadie. Got you. That's an interesting take, bro. So who do you feel like was better, performance-wise? Because you had to share Beyonce with Jay-Z, obviously. So mm-hmm. who do you feel like better, performance-wise? Was it Bruno Mars, or is it Beyonce right now? Ooh. I mean, because Beyonce is attractive. I have to go with Beyonce. Like, you <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. see? Like, oh, them cheeks? I will say, dog. All right, so here's the thing about those cheeks, right? I'm just kidding. Actually, so remember when she first started, the, when they first started the tour, and like people were talking about that they thought she was pregnant and yeah. stuff like that? She must have lost a ton of fucking weight, bro, because she did not look like how she did at the Coachella performance. Mm. Dancing and singing for an hour and a half for what? What they little been on? Three weeks on tour now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gonna drop some LB. Nah, I feel like she be dropping like 10,000 calories every time she perform. You know what I'm saying? She eat like an NFL linebacker. Yeah. That's the only way. She She on that defensive end diet, bro. (laughs) She like Julius Peppers. Bruh. (laughs) Nah, but the the concert was dope, bro. Um, Obviously, if you've seen seen Jay and you've seen Beyonce separately, it was interesting to see how they mixed their songs together. Mm-hmm. And then you also didn't get bored of one of the artists yeah. at the same time. And I felt like people who were there were probably going to get bored of Jay-Z more than anything because he's a hip-hop artist. He don't really move around. He don't dance. And I think they really did a good job of making sure that he had his shine while she you know, did her thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a dope concert. for From seeing the Coachella performance where they mixed a lot of Beyonce songs together and to see how they mixed... You know, Beyonce songs with Jay Z's and did an entire set where uh, they were able to have each other shine and then they could also shine together. I think it was dope. And I don't think there's nobody out there that I could really do that right now. 
I want to give a shout out to the director of photography that shoots all of Beyonce's and Jay's shit. Yeah. And yeah. they're creative. Because, like, the visuals alone, the visuals alone were, yeah. um, that's what made, that's that's what created the cohesion. Yeah, yeah. The cohesion of the show. Yeah, you I know, agree. Even when they were walking off stage, you had a little mini three-minute movie that you watch, and I'm like, dang, nigga, this shit cold. This is like Sunday and shit. Right, yeah. You know? And, yeah. I mean, whoever that is, give them a round of applause, because they definitely doing the thing, and that's what makes on the run, on the on the run worth the bread that I didn't spend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, them tickets are not not cheap, bro. Nah. But I think I got I, I feel like I got my money's worth last night That's for dope. sure. Yeah, so. I got my money's worth last night too. So yeah, yeah, said I know you didn't go to the uh concert. So Yeah. Last uh last what night you get into? was my uh 6-year wedding anniversary. Okay. So me and the wife, yeah. we went to this murder mystery dinner. Oh, yeah, okay. So, have you seen the movie Game Night? No, no. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay, no, I won't tell you about it then. Go ahead. So, my bad. We went to, you know, the little murder mystery. It was up north. And um, this, what was it? It had like a, a Western style like theme to it, though, right? Mm-hmm. And what they end up having you do is, is they'll pick like a person from each table and have somebody play a suspect. And gotcha. then they give you like your background and, you know, uh, when someone asks you this certain question or whatever, when people are trying to investigate, you have to give this particular answer. So they coach you up, mm-hmm. right? And so they give you these scenarios, and then they give you this investigation time, and then they give you this fake money so you can bribe people to get answers from it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have to solve the murder. Sounds like Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was pumped for it because uh, I love that movie Clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I used to play the game too, so I was like, you know what, this could be some different shit to try. I would, I would like recommend all of y'all to to go. Like, so you you out here trying to keep it fresh, huh? Oh, already. You put already. out last night, didn't you? Oh man, you know I had to, man. Yeah, yeah, I had to, man. Yeah, Jeez, we, man, that's I, I, lucky six. You know, hey, I had to, man. I'm not gonna get into what you did last night. I just want to know. <laughs> that's your, <laughs> that's your Baker Mayfield year, in the man. <laughs> <laughs> What a nine at, boy. You got the six. What a nine at. Ah. You're nasty. <laughs> you, you niggas are nasty. But yeah, man, it was it's it's some shit that I would recommend everybody to try. That's what's up, bro. You know, I, I've seen stuff like that. I just never like thought about doing it. It's definitely something that I would do though. It's fun. It's entertaining. Then we had like this weird guy. Like at the end, you were supposed they give you like this sheet of paper and they'd be like, "Who did it? Why? And how did they do it?" And we had, like, one guy who was, like, really weird. Honestly, I think he was on the spectrum a little bit. Oh, okay. And he was really forced, like, he was really stuck on this one particular person. And everybody was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. But we just let him have it. Yeah. We just let him have it and we didn't win. Did y'all figure it out? No, we didn't even get the answer. We oh, didn't even okay. get the answer. Well, like, we didn't, well, I'll put it this way. They told us who did it, out, of course, at the end because one table did win. And then they break it down as to... How and why that person did it? Got it. But it was it was fun. It's fun. That's so I would recommend everybody do that shit. All right, yeah, man. So a uh, lot of lot of shit going on in the world since we our last podcast. And for those who are just joining us for the first time, obviously welcome. And those who have been with us from day one, welcome back. But uh, man, so like this whole NFL shit. With the protests and the actions coming out of a lot of camps has been kind of crazy. Uh, Cedric, I know you've seen and had opinions on Twitter about like Jerry Jones and the Dak situation. But like, where do you think that this ends up going? Because this is like the third year running now. Where do you see it? You know, I'm put it is there way. an inflection point that can come for the NFL out of all of this? Um, to be honest with you, I see this shit going on until Trump's presidency is over. I think the only way it's going to die down is when he's out of office because he's going to keep doing the shit, right? In terms of like bringing it up, right? He's consistently bringing it up. Yeah. The reason why we're in this position and it's continued to drag on is because of him and his base. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, is we all know the reason as to why he did is because he's still jealous and he's still salty as hell that the NFL owners treated his ass a while ago. 
But do you think that the fans can actually, the fans that don't agree with the players will actually come around and, you know, kind of agree with their sentiment? Eventually, they're going to get over it. And I'll put it this way. You know what? They'll be pissed off and they'll just watch angrily. That's just, that's really what is going to happen. Because, I mean, let's just be frank here. Football isn't going anywhere anytime soon. No. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's still king in terms of sports right now. And it has been since, like, the 80s. Yeah. Right? And it's not going anywhere because, shit, I don't know, what was it, uh, a while ago, they put out, like, the ratings, right? Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't lose anything from the ratings. They didn't lose anything. Yeah. And we keep saying that they're losing things, but they're not really losing anything. The only thing that's happening is, is people are watching TV differently. Right? So that's... That's why shit is off a little bit. But let's just be frank here. When you look at the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl obviously has the number one ratings in terms of like events, right? Super Bowl is still very popular. S- Super Bowl. And mind you, the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, yeah. as much as people talk crazy about the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl still did better than the NBA Finals in ratings. Are you sure about that? Yes. I find that hard to believe, bro. I'm beyond I swear you. to you. I swear to you. It There's did. Asians. There's no way. That doesn't even make sense what you just There's, said. You know how many Asian no, no. countries there are that love you're basketball? Not, you're not listening to what I'm saying. Tripping. So the ratings for the Pro Bowl was greater than the ratings the, for the... The ratings for the Pro Bowl was greater than the ratings for the NBA Finals. We're going to have to look that up. We're going to do some nice shit to you what you said. Hey. I promise you. Um, so interesting enough, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott from the Dallas Cowboys came out and said that they will not be protesting when they were asked. And then subsequently... There was a mural in Dallas. <laughs> Did <laughs> you see that? Funny, yes. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So, like, I've seen a lot of articles. People calling Dak Prescott like a race trader. Like, do you think that's going too far? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I think it's. Um, he didn't have to say that, and we all know that. Yeah. And he's in a he's in a situation where he might be felt forced. To say it. Right. He doesn't have a lot of leverage. Yeah, he may not have a lot of leverage, but at the same time, like, my Nick, you didn't yeah. have to come out and say it's not the right place. Well, he was asked the question. And I think that... And the, he answered it. Now, it's the media that's creating this firestorm, right? Yeah. Like, the the protests are necessary. Yeah. But, like, they're asking these guys, like, are they going to protest or not? And... They've already people have already stated like the owners have already stated some of them have stated that you're gonna get fined or you're gonna get benched you're gonna get cut if you protest and you talking about I'm taking away my dream something I've been working for twenty plus years to achieve and you're gonna take that away for protesting whereas I can go out and actually do something about it as opposed to protesting mm-hmm. because the eye is everybody the eye is on it the the awareness has been risen yeah. So, like, do I need to protest still, or do I just now I need to take action? I'm not saying that no, you're right or wrong so, for protesting. So, do you think the, pro- the players still need to protest? I fucks with protesting. Yeah. I'm not a protester my, myself. You wouldn't be. I necessarily wouldn't say I would. I mean, look, I'm part. I, at one point, I was part of the Chicago Teachers Union. Yeah. So, we was on strike and protesting all types of shit, like, on a weekly, monthly basis. Right. I was out there. Now, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be protesting. But majority of my efforts and majority of my speech would be directed at fixing the things that I felt passionate about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was education, whether it was um, providing opportunities for children after school, that's where the, the, the majority of my efforts would be. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to shit on anybody that decides that that's what they want to do, though. Yeah. Uh, you brought up a good point, too, um, in terms of the media. Like, I think where we are right now, I think the media the fact that the media still calls it a national anthem protest is like that is only further throwing like gas on the fire in terms of like how people are perceiving the protest because it's not a national anthem protest. That's perp- That's on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's on purpose. So that's the media trying to play both sides when they don't really need to play both sides. Like if you feel like that the anthem or the protests are, you know, for a good cause, why call it? Why not call it out for what it is? Mm-hmm. And I think that there is always going to be this perception that is a national anthem protest when it's really not a national anthem protest. Yeah. So the NFL recently rescinded the policy that they had around the around standing for the anthem stuff like that. So I think we will continue to see players protest. But going back to my original question, like what 
what's the end game? What what's gonna happen? I kind of like. Are, are people gonna stop watching the NFL on both sides of the situ- of the conversation? And the ratings are going down. Are the owners gonna actually gonna come to the side of the players? Is the league gonna come to the side of the players? There is no end. This is this is why I say there's no end, because the NFL thought by giving that little eighty million or I don't know how was it eighty million? It's like a, almost a hundred million. Almost a hundred million that they were gonna give to um, these social justice issues. So they you thought that, they, do you they think thought the players... that, that was the NFL thought to themselves like, oh, this is gonna shut these niggas up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they was like, nah. Now, once Donald Trump got involved and he was like, oh, once he keeps speaking on it, it's going to continue. Yeah. And while we have people that disagree with how that money is, number one, how, how much money it is, how it's going to be spent, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, now people that are going to continue to protest, it's like it's now it's out of stubbornness. Yeah. Even if that's what they were looking for is like we want some money to be spent on these social justice issues. Now they're like, no, nah, y'all not going to shut us up. This is y'all using, that was a tactic that you tried to use to shut us up and to right, fall right. in line with what you think we should be doing. Yeah. So now I'm being stubborn and I'm going to continue to protest just to piss you off. Yeah. yeah. And some of those donations were some bullshit anyway because it made no sense for them to donate to the United Negro College Fund. Like you thought donating to help people get a degree is going to keep them from getting shot? From getting their ass kicked? Like that doesn't even make, that didn't even make any sense. I yeah. thought that was the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. And I was like, that just, that just further let me know that they weren't genuine. It's very much tone deaf for sure. Like. But the people making the decisions, like they, I mean, if you got 72 year old white men that's up there saying like, oh yeah, let's do the United Negro Fund. Of course that's going to, you know what I'm saying? That, of course that's going to be, uh. Is gonna be tone deaf. Yeah, but like, who are the who are the the player representatives? Who was it? Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins who, is Jenkins he, he, for he, the most part. He he looking funny in the light anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, if, I I think he in was looking funny in the light at first. I think he still is is for the cause of uh, systemic oppression, police brutality, um, the prison system, which I think you know I think he's still about that. Now is he is he gonna kneel? No, but he he's still he's still doing a, a former protest for during the national anthem. So I don't think we can. I don't think I don't want to take any credit away from Malcolm Jenkins. I think he's been instrumental in pushing things forward. He sucks though, if we're being honest. And what really at football? Say, at yeah, football, terrible. you a lie, terrible. You lying, you lying. See, that, see, he's like you went to the UAE, Rando. barely watched football, and then you got dumb. Yeah, granted, <laughs> granted, the only football I get to watch is in two minute twenty seconds on videos on uh, Twitter. But he sucks. All right, because he's but, not high high. But he sucks. Here's why my answer is not good. But he still sucks. Hey, that's that's amazing. I don't know if we can uh, honestly take the opinion of a man that lives in the UAE right no, now. No, we can't. We can't. We can't take your opinion correctly. Blasphemy. Take it seriously at all. Fair enough. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. I don't want you to think that you can live in a state of fake news and put out fake news. Yeah, you can't right? just be hyperbolic and be like, oh, yeah, we just going to ride with you because you got louder than us. Man. Right. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> well, you maybe used to you, do that you, back in the day. Maybe you two should grow a pair and then like kind of argue louder? me down and hey, just look, try to convince I got me a pair. I'll put them on your I got a pair. I'll put them on your forehead right that? now, bro. Oh, I definitely. T- I told him he was full of shit, right? We just got weird. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I said this. You eventually shut up. You eventually shut up. Yeah, because we ain't got So that you didn't much grow time. up here. So you really didn't grow up here. So I mean, at this point, you suck. That's toxic masculinity, bro. Grow up here. Yeah, hey, yeah, that was a little bit toxic, bro. I I felt a little bit offended by that. Yeah, bro. I'm just saying, man. Y'all some bitches. This is 2019. <laughs> oh, so now we some bitches. Y'all some bitches. I got your bitch, bitch. All right. <laughs> Damn, bro. T Lane's here, bro. All right, all right. We gonna we gonna cool that on all the bitches. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Spike Lee had. Hey, dog. You out here passing out shots? I can't oh, get no shot. Maurice. You are out here getting shots, G. Need yeah, some warm shit. Is this sake? This is sake. G. We out here drinking sake. This is a new level for the podcast. We're going to start coming here to record. Hey, real talk. Real talk. What'd you say? Hey, man, this shit crazy. And the crazy thing was is I thought he just warmed up like some vodka. I didn't know what the fuck this was. Nah, this is straight sake, bro. I don't know what the fuck sake is. I know soy It's like Japanese wine. That is so racist. Is that? Is That's true. I know lo mein, huh? 
No, Cedric. Cedric's no, with Cedric's statement. Oh, sauce. what did he say? I know soy sauce. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. Oh, ramen. Love it. Ramen. Ramen is also Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is true. Drink and, the shot, Cedric. So uh, is Naruto. Yeah, Naruto off the chain. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to have to come back to that. So it's uh, Pearl Harbor Bombers. Bro, oh, you're, you're messing with the audio when you do that, My all right? Bad. My okay. Bad, all right. So we got shots of sake coming around. We have actually turned into Drink Champs podcast. No, no, we haven't. Uh, so look, Black Klansman, movie by Spike Lee, just came out this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know we haven't seen it yet, Mm-mm. but. It, did y'all know this based on a uh, true story? Yeah. Like a black man actually penetrated the KKK. Yeah. Yeah. He had an article and he, he just loved, he, uh, he says there's not a day goes by that he doesn't laugh about the whole situation. <laughs> that he I would when too, was bro. This? When, when was it set? When is it set in time? I, don't, I think it looks like the 70s from what I'm seeing. But like for, all right. So Can he had. confirmation on that? No, no, no. no. Oh, so you going to fact check me? No, I just want, I'm, I'm just trying to get confirmation, nigga. We so told him he was he wrong. It was said. He got real sensitive. It was said. Look, look, look. I just, I just watched a video on it like a couple of days ago. It was set in the 70s. I don't know what year, but the dude, the black dude actually got a card from the KKK that was a certified member, and he had a plaque from the KKK, and he had conversations with David Duke, who was like the grand wizard of all that shit back in the day, and he was able to penetrate the KKK and, you know, you know get them fucked up, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Penetration. All right, so forget that, right? <laughs> what I wanted to actually really talk about in relation to the Spike in relation to Spike Lee was, what is y'all favorite Spike Lee joint? Because he's got a lot of movies, bro. Yeah, I know he got a lot of good movies, but Twitter will tell you they're uh, they're overrated. Twitter will tell you that they're who overrated. is saying these things. Twitter, Twitter, it it'll get to a point where motherfuckers they got on they got them some self, sell some Wi Fi Twitter niggas some, un, uh, some unlimited data and they just start spousing ridiculous shit. But anyways, um, I'm gonna go with Malcolm X. Okay, here, all right, my, my bad. Hold on, I will say this: you don't have to pick one. Three, I give you three. Three, three. What hey. are your three? My three, in no particular order, is Malcolm X, Crooklyn. And I'm probably gonna go with do the right thing. Okay, Robert. Um, my first choice is he had always, to Google him. He don't know him. I mean, I because uh, I, I I, when I too. Google Spike Lee movies, I want to tell you my favorite movie of all times came up on this joint, and that's The Best Man. Now I don't know what part of his involvement was in that. If that's the case, Best Man's number one. Um, Wait, I love Crooklyn. He probably was like a producer or some shit. Hey, I'm just letting you know what it says. So, um, if we're going off of what I know, um, he got game. Yeah. Crooklyn and uh, Jungle Fever. I used to like white women. <laughs> I used to love white women. He's trying so. to get them dub G's in high school. That's yeah. what it was. We used to go to Streets of Woodfield. Get them all. You didn't get anybody. You was afraid to talk to everybody because I was shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that that was the only issue with you talking to white girls back in the day. I mean, my nose was not proportioned to the rest of my face at the time, but I mean, yeah, let's get it out. Come it's on, still not. And it's still, it still is, bro. And no, it's still not proportioned, but that's saying a lot considering the fact that how chubby your face has gotten lately. He lost a lot of weight, though, bro. Yeah. Sex symbol.ae? You going to let him talk to you like that? This man said he was a sex symbol in the UAE. I am. A man. Have you seen me naked lately? No no one wants to see you naked. No. Jealous? No. No. Not at all. All right. My top three. I'm going to go with definitely Michael Max. I'm going to go with uh, School Days. And I'm gonna go with shit. Uh, he got game. I'm he got game was a classic. I'm surprised no one chose Chirac because it was awful. Bro, it was awful. Really? Didn't you? weren't you trying to be in Chirac? I was. I was trying to be in Chirac. I was an extra. Tell us your story about you trying to be in Chirac. Okay, I was an extra. Um, I was in a scene where um, Shorty from 
what else? What else was she from? She was in Dear Black People, Dear White People. She was uh, the movie in Dear White People, the chick with the weave. Um, shorty, I forgot what the fuck her name was. But anyways, that shorty, she was walking down the street, and I was behind her, and I was walking and shit, like being a perv and shit. And had they had your your watch, normal your normal. So you weren't acting. Your normal demeanor. No, I, yeah, okay. So I've been method acting for the last thirty three years. But anyways, <laughs> um, anyways, if it was the wide cut, wide shot, yeah, they would have had me. But oh, they, they cut it down, yeah, okay. and I was really disappointed. Sorry about that, man. But that movie is probably in that movie. Uh, my homeboy, yeah, our homeboy, Juwan. Yeah. Right. He was uh, a stylist on the show and the, for the movie and shit. He was putting together that shit, so you know. If you want to talk about that orange suit that Samuel Jackson had, yeah, he put that shit together. Dang, I didn't know all that. All right, yeah, I didn't know that. All right, and so I was up there and I got a chance. I was like real close to all of them. So and we had, to, and I got to see Spike. He's a really diminutive individual. What do you mean by that? He's a very small person. He's a very, <laughs> he's a very small person. A very small person. In comparison to you, that's okay. Well, first and foremost, I mean, I'm just I'm saying, average bro. Height for a man, so you kiss. You're average height for a female. I'm average height for a man. I'm a woman. Bro. My height is tall. A woman, your height is not that tall. Get the fuck out of here. First, the average height for a woman is five four. My girlfriend's taller than you, bro. First <laughs> off, you lying. <laughs> first off, you lying, and I feel like we need to fight after this. Princess girlfriend taller like, than you, bro. I feel like we need to fight for this. Okay. Come on, man. I this motherfucker, that. these niggas got Amazons, and all of a sudden they want to hey, make jokes. We got another. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, these niggas want to make jokes. Hey, we got another fact check, bro. We got another fact check on something Cedric said, right? Just, just now. What is that? Hot off the press. What's that? Jawan didn't dress Samuel Jackson in that movie. Oh, you dressed a woman, right? He dressed a woman. Yes, he dressed a woman. Your boy Solomon dressed Samuel, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, shit, fuck. See. So look, now we got to go back through all our podcasts and figure out what Cedric said that was entirely inaccurate, bro. You know what? That's uh, crazy. We've been sitting we y'all off that. this entire time. If That's you actually do, a whole episode. You, can go, you know what? You guys can do live from 1251 podcast on the Facebook, on Facebook and uh, live from 1251 on Instagram. If you uh, caught me saying some shit that wasn't right, yeah, you're a hater, but you can send it to either one of those. Things. I feel like people should do that now. You've been saying shit all wrong. Or you can hit us up in our email live from 1251 at Gmail. We we like 20 episodes in and you like you just been out here lying to people. Today face. Today I feel like low-key y'all hating. And I think our fact check fact checker is probably the biggest hater I've ever known. Yeah. Nah, that see was, that was real. All right. See, this is what happens when you incorporate your boys into your podcast. So anyway, let's go back to Spike, right? So your top, you said not in order. Okay. Not but what order. was your favorite, what would you say out of those three movies, your favorite kind of like storyline that, that... Crooklyn was my favorite. Yeah. Crooklyn was my favorite. It was hilarious. It was just dope all, all around. Remind me what Crooklyn was about. Okay, so Crooklyn was about these people, this family that lived in Brooklyn, and uh, Alfre Woodard was the mother and she passed. Right. And I know during the time she passed... The sister was in, I mean, the, the girl was in the burbs and she was staying yeah, with yeah, some family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and that. And that was probably, and, and during that time was probably one of the greatest scenes in any movie when, oh, when she couldn't find that, her dog. Couldn't and find the dog. And they pulled the pullout couch oh, and the dog popped out. Bruh. And she was like, Quitty! Quitty! That and I ain't no puta, I keep my body clean. <laughs> that was hey, probably the greatest shit ever. Is that your motto for your life? Yeah, I ain't no puta. I keep my body clean. That's hey. You should put that as your uh, Instagram bio. Uh, you get shirts, <laughs> huh? You get shirts, shirts. I oh, get, get shirts a shirt. Get shirts yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be yeah. dope. That'd be dope. And we just start a shirt line from that, or uh, washcloths. All right. Uh, Rob, what was your favorite storyline out of the movies? Yeah, that you uh, I think he got game. Um, yeah. Number one, because Ray Allen was playing for the Bucks at the time. Ray yeah. Allen's acting was Ray terrible. Al- Ray acting. Oh, absolutely terrible. But Denzel Washington's in it. Yeah, that's true. And it was basketball. I like basketball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it was, uh, it was such an interesting concept to pull this nigga out of jail. Like, hey, you need to congr- uh 
uh, convince your son to go to Big what is it Big State? Big State. Big State. Big State. Yeah, I love State. I love the names of schools. Big in colleges. Like oh Big State. Yeah. <laughs> Little Valley State. Like whatever. But to pull him out and try to convince him to go, his son to go to Big State was the whole goal of the movie. Um, I don't know, man. I just I was, I was a big fan of Ray Allen and Denzel at the time. You know, it, for me, it really exposed a lot about college sports mm-hmm. um, and the fact that you saw a highly recruited dude. Yeah, I mean, going back to your white women uh, point, yeah, he got white women in that one, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, we're going to come back to that. But, no, just in the sense of, like, <laughs> being a highly recruited athlete and what you have to go through as being a highly recruited athlete where they bring you to the campus – they throw some women at you. They give you a whole bunch of money. And people are trying to convince you to get your time to play on their team. It's mm-hmm. like, I can never imagine being Ray Allen or any recruit in that in that. So sense. you could never imagine being sought after? Uh, people actually want you. What do you mean by that, Robert? Because Jesus Shuttlesworth was extremely sought after. And you said you couldn't imagine being sought after. So what are y'all trying to say? Well, that was our I'm interpretation asking, asking that you... That was my you, interpretation of what our, you Okay, said. our interpretation was that you're not particularly good at anything that most people want. You've never gotten offered two jobs at once? Okay, so... You've never slept with two women in the same month? Oh, I mean, come on, guy. Get, get, get. I mean, we ain't about to get into that, man. We was My girlfriend to, right over there, dog. We was trying to clown she you. Ain't listening. But she's she gonna listen. Gonna so, gonna so, listen so what you're trying to say is that I have never been sought after. That, that, that I'm asking. I'm clear. We were just asking. We were just inquiring. So, I'm sure that's what so you're trying about. to turn the tables on me now. That's what you're trying to do. Duh. I mean, you bald. So why not? Hey, bro. Don't worry about me being sought after, bro. All right. Fair <laughs> All right. Fair but continue. Continue what you're saying. I don't even remember what I was saying now. <laughs> you assholes. Classic. Classic. Okay. Um... Yeah, I think uh, like Jesus Shuttlesworth was like I feel what you're saying though. Like yeah, 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 yeah. The biggest biggest colleges want you because they think that you're going to be able to provide them with the team to either win the national championship or to increase their revenue or whatnot. So I understand what you're saying, and I think uh, bringing Denzel's uh, Denzel's ability to to play that role yeah um, was super dope. Yeah, I mean a lot of Spike Lee's joints have been have been memorable. Yeah, I, um, I think he really exposes a lot of levels in living in America, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at, like, Crickland, right? Black family, um, and, and kind of the nucleus of the black family, talking about that, how it is living in the hood, kind of shit like that. Mm-hmm. You look at um, uh, you look at He Got Game, being a black athlete, being sought after like that. You look at uh, Inside Job, talked about banking, robbery, you know, shit like that. That shit was slick as hell, too. Yeah, it was a slick movie, though. So, um, it's interesting to see how Spike has continued to evolve, you know, the the layers and the things that he talks about in his movies. I, in particular, really liked, um, uh, what, what was my mind where Malcolm X, oh, School Days. That's what I was going to say. School, School Days, Days was one of my favorite, just School because that was the movie that I watched before I pledged. Right, mm-hmm. so I kind of I didn't have a sense of what I was getting into, and that kind of gave me an idea. And I will say, before I pledged, people did try to like kind of treat me like Spike Lee's character in that. So, hot off the presses, um, apparently Spike Lee was the director of the original Kings of Comedy. Oh yeah, really? I knew that too. That's on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I mean, I mean, how much directing was he doing? That nigga go on stage. <laughs> and move to the right. Say something funny. Say motherfucker like three more times, and that's gonna kill it. Yeah, I think that. Was I cool. did not know that, dog. Mm. That's crazy. And um, he was involved in the best man, which is the greatest movie. But how was he involved in the best man though? Uh, you didn't know. Producer. You think so? Executive producer. Yeah. His, his brother was the wrote the screenplay and directed it. Wait, Spike Lee has a brother? Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. Malcolm yeah. D. Lee. <laughs> D. Lee. Yeah. Wait, that's his real name? Yeah. Oh. That's fine. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that was his brother for a long time either. Yeah. I didn't know until like um, after the first one. I mean, no, no the uh, the second one. Yeah. Uh, Holiday. Oh, Best Man Holiday? Yeah, which was probably had one of the most heartbreaking scenes ever. When, in uh, black music? I mean, in black film history? No, period. 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 Overall. 
like overall, that's one of them. That's up there. That's like, a stretch. When, really? When he broke down? Some of a stretch. What, what would you say are like I mean, easily over that? I could, I could probably try to think of others that were more heartbreaking. Don't say like the Notebook or no stupid shit like that. Nah, bro. Okay. Come on, man. But like, what you gonna say? Like Infinity I mean, War? No. Oh, I mean, I mean that was heartbreaking, bro. Yeah. These niggas just turned it to dust. Like, they ain't buried none of these niggas. Hey, I, I think we could probably think of a couple hey, more. I'm, I'm gonna ask you this. Hey, did um did motherfucking Bucky have kids? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, Peter Parker was a kid. You're referencing, yeah. Okay. Uh, Peter Parker was a kid, but I mean, was, was the, he married to uh, a Giants running back? No. No, he was not. He probably wouldn't have been married and to a Giants did, running back. He'd uh, have been married to Mary Jane. And did Tay Diggs grab any of them? Yeah. Mm. So I don't think any of that, oh, any of those deaths were as emotional as uh, you know, I just think it's a stretch, man. We can holiday. we can talk about it off offline on the podcast, but I just I just don't agree. Okay, we'll we, we'll do that. We'll do that. But keep it going, moderator. Come on, moderator. Damn, he did, he took you from a host to a moderator, bro. Wow, you are on stage. You want to do what I do, bro? College. Do you want to do what I do? <laughs> he just called you a moderator. Do you want to do what You're I do? Adjunct hey, no, nah, professor. I'm, I'm uh I'm good, man. He basically just called you an adjunct professor at a community college in Iowa. That's what he just called you. You gonna yeah, I don't, do I don't like your sentiment either. To be honest, I all I'm doing is translating it for you, so you, for something that you can understand. Translate these nuts. Wow. <laughs> you, keep going. Keep going. Come on, man. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking. You know, I'm, I'm done. He's fit. He's pissed. He's pissed. Oh, I mean, look. If you want to get into it, we can. I'm just not. I'm not gonna go that what far. What are we gonna talk about then? Huh? What are we gonna talk about? I mean, I'm. Not, I'm. Not, we we take this offline, bro. Okay. Shit. It ain't got nothing to do with me. But go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's take a break so then we can talk about this offline and then we can figure it out from there. No right? problem. Because no I'm tired of your shit. Yeah. Well, All right. We'll be right back. Hey there. Have you been dealing with an ex who has been roasting you on social media or via text? And you find yourself typing out long paragraphs to respond to everything your ex is saying and then feeling like a goofy afterwards? And you are in dire need of a great, short, and sweet response. You've come to the right place. Get yourself a pen and paper. You're not going to want to miss this. The response is, I still beat though. I know you're confused, but you don't have to be. It's that simple. It doesn't even matter how trash you were in the relationship. All that matters is you still beat though. You were employed and broke. I still beat though. Your sex was whack. I still beat though. You were cheating. I still beat though. See how that trumps all? And ladies, it works both ways. So you use it too and check the results. All right, so one of my favorite things about Twitter is is like these long ass arguments, like shits that take on for days, for weeks, for months, or shit that stops and then like a month later it comes back up. But lately, you had that motherfucking um, on Twitter that I still beat convo. Oh, I still beat. So for those who don't know, because it was a few days ago when it happened, but the I still beat was say for example, you know. People stop fooling with each other, right? Yeah. Guy and a girl stop fooling with each other. She talks about how much, how trash he was in whatever manner, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, it's sex trash, he broke, whatever. Yeah. He ain't got no job. You know. Yeah. You know, like you know, you know, the normal the, shit, The right? typical shit. Yeah, the typical shit, right? Yeah. And the guy's retort is always, I still beat. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so then women went on the offensive, like, the only niggas they use... I still beat are the ashy niggas, the yeah. dusty niggas. Yeah. Like, and they love to say, or they, they, they point out that you saying I still beat doesn't make you any less trash. And the guy's saying, well, if I'm trash and this, that, and the other, everything that you said, then why did you still let me beat? Yeah. 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 So that so, argument went on for like, it went on for like a good four to five days. I'm, I'm, I definitely missed that trending topic on Twitter. It's, uh, it's definitely touchy. I would say for sure. I mean, 
for y'all. I, I mean, oh, I mean, look, let me tell you something. I I have personally, I've at least felt that way. Okay. I've never said that to a woman because it's like, but see, it's weird that women say that you ashy or whatever or you dusty and you that type of nigga that would say that or think that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like that. Like I'm ashy or I'm dusty. Right, but you think that way. Sometimes shit just doesn't work out, bro. Like I've I've had I've been in uh, past relationships or situationships with women, mm-hmm. right, and it don't work out. And she may she what what I'm just laughing because I like laughing. <laughs> Shut up, nigga. All right. All right, so and it may, and it may have not worked out, and she may have been or acting petty towards me, and I may have thought that like okay, but you let me hit though. But I never, I never verbally expressed that, expressed that to her. I may have thought it, but never expressed it to her. Okay. And that has been outside of my dusty and ashy stage in life. So I don't understand. Like, I get the conversation. Mm-hmm. I understand why it happens. Okay. But I think it's a, I think it's a, and I hate to play like a, a whole kind of both sides kind of argument on it, but I think it's, it's fault in both sides on that argument. Like, yeah. I think for first and foremost, a chick calls me ashy or dusty. Yeah. We got to fight. You can call me all <laughs> types of things. But ashy and dusty, it's not one of them. I put cocoa oil on, on my body. On your every body. Morning. Yeah, well. But I think, um, I think the conversation about I still be, even though I'm ashy and dusty, um, I no, think no, it's no. a huge. I mean, I understand what I understand, um, you let me be. But now you're calling me ashy and dusty. And yeah. I think it depends on how the relationship or the situationship ended. Yeah. If you called the shots, right? If she stopped messing with me, she has all the right to be like, I stopped messing with you because you are ashing and dusty. Yeah. Because but of if, A, B, and C. Yeah. Because of A, B, and C. Right. Um, and D for dusty. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but if I stop messing with you and now your retort... Is You're, to now call me ashy and dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's salt. See, now that is interesting. That's salt. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. They're not saying you're ashy and dusty, and then you're responding with I still be. They're saying you're trash for whatever reasons, for whatever well, it is that you did in the relationship. Maybe your stroke game week, whatever. But right? You, but you still let me hit though. Okay. So <laughs> so you wanted them type of games. You no, just I'm never not. said it. I'm, I'm bro, like I, I can understand why why dudes do say that, right? Yeah. I get it. But because like, it doesn't make any sense. But to it me. is also I, look, we all fall short of the glory of the Lord, right? But okay. at the end of the day, we do some trash shit, right? You know okay. what I'm saying? So like you can you short of the glory of the Lord. I'm just saying, dog. All right, go ahead. Like look. You can't sit here and tell me. We all can't sit here and say that we've never thought that or said that, right? Okay. So, like, for a woman to, like, let you, if y'all have a relationship together, and y'all have, a, be intimate, y'all have sex and shit like that, and then afterward, you want to say that I'm an asshole or whatever or whatnot, I think that's probably still the, like, one thing the man has to hold on to Okay. is that... You still let me hit that though. Okay, so what if the woman sw- flipped that and did that shit to you? Like she broke up with you, or you broke up with her? You gotta look she at. She was a trash. She was a terrible You gotta look at a lot of say that, and she says, "But I still beat them." Uh, a lot of uh, so. Uh, all right, cool, great, wonderful. I don't I think, think that any man is gonna be upset about. I that, think bro. at the same time, bro, it's like with that conversation, right? Like we we're it's it's framing men in the sense that. We have one goal. Yeah. And that's to beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everything that we do is solely to get in the box. Yeah. Like, and that's how that conversation seems phrased. Yes. And like whether that's accurate or not, but that's the way it seems. You know, it's like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I slept with your sister. Uh, I, you know, peed in the bed several times when we was together. Wow. But <laughs> you still you still let me beat though. Yeah. You like look- you know, no, bro, you were kind of fucking trash. But even though you beat, like, is that the only reason you was down for it, though? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if you was 19, if you was 21, yeah. like, maybe. So, but like, nigga, you 35 and you like, oh, I still beat. Nigga, yeah. Really? Yeah. You grown I think it's, I think it's like, who's having that argument on Twitter, right? So, like, when you look at these arguments, it's usually people who are younger than us. And I'm not saying that I never said that when I was, like, 19 or 20 or 21. 
I'm pretty sure I thought it, and I'm pretty sure I probably said it. But it's just like the when you look at it now, when you look at it, that conversation, you obviously sense that there's a value system that a man has versus the value system of a woman, right? So, like, whereas women probably want to have more relationships and, you know, form more relationships and bonds with men, men are trying to get from point A to point B most of the time okay. in certain situations. So, like, if it doesn't work out for a dude, he's always going to fall back on the sense of, like, well, she still let me get to point B. Or point B. And I'm not saying that that's not trash. I'm just saying that that's how men look at relationships versus women look at relationships. But then it's also like the petty, there's a lot of pettiness in that too, yeah. right? So like for you to feel all of that about me afterward, you probably felt it when we were together and you never verbally, you know, put that out there. Okay. So like, why didn't you just tell me this when we were fucking around in the first place? So, because your Christmas gift was going to be some lotion. Because you asked Because <laughs> you asked <laughs> We didn't get to Christmas because you were home. So, yeah. basically, it's their fault. That's what you said. I'm not, I'm not saying it is anybody's fault. I think, there, I think there's arguments to be made that there's pettiness on both sides. Okay. And we live in a very petty society these but days. But do you think it's a good retort to have, I still be? As a man, if you're 20, you 20 years old, sure. At Have your at age. it, bro. At my age, no. You're no. We're too grown for that. Okay, so what are you going to say then? Instead of saying I still beat, what is the 33-year-old's version of I still beat? Moving the fuck on. Just Living your best don't life. Don't say shit. Just keep it going. Millie yeah. Instagramming that you uh, in motherfucking Miami. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Being your best self. And it sounds corny as fuck, but that's usually the, the best, best way to go. The best Basically way to go. Basically, tell the, tell the Grammys, fuck that 0 for 8 shit. Yeah. Have you ever seen the crowd going ape shit? I have. I, we did last night. night. <laughs> yeah. Full circle, right. niggas. Full circle. And on that note, <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna we gonna get into the boo bird. So Cedric, go right. ahead, kick that beautiful boo bird song. All right, so we're gonna get this together. All right, so boo da 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 boo da 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 the very first time that you said that dumb shit, I was so pissed off that I did speak. I knew right then you were But I was caught up in blinding anger. I wish your mama could have whooped you with a hanger. You're more useless than a park ranger. And if I ever hear that dumb shit again, I will be sure that I'll boo your ass to the end. Oh! Wow. It gets better every time. It does. I think you're... I think uh, for next year... That is. I think for next year, you should switch up the lyrics. Okay. We're going to work on some new lyrics for the song. Okay. But I like it season? how it is. Is it a podcast season? Yeah. I mean, every year we should have new lyrics for the song. Yeah. Like I'm going to add some more. I'm going to add some more. All right. Who wants to kick it off on the Boo Bird? All right. So I'm going to boo uh, Jerry Jones. Okay. Uh, honestly, I'm booing Jerry Jones is because, um, one, he doesn't even really care about the national anthem. He at don't. All. He, he doesn't don't. care at all. And, like, for him to view it as... Um, my team is going to, you know, respect this country and respect the flag and so on and so forth. He doesn't believe any of that. He don't even do it in damn self, bro. He only respects the money. First and foremost, he has the most valuable franchise, sports franchise in the world. Yep. Like right? two, two, three billion. You know what I'm saying? And so all he's worried about is that bread. He doesn't, he's not worried about shit else. Mm-hmm. And he's put these particular he's his young stars in un, like impossible situations and he's not doing them any favors because let's just be frank here Dak and Ezekiel Elliott have no leverage whatsoever None. I don't believe they have any leverage like especially Ezekiel Elliott Ezekiel Elliott nine times I mean he was just suspended for some shit 
yeah. that Jerry Jones was was like behind him on. Yeah. And how does it look for him to go ahead and kneel after he said put you know put this uh, team rule of everybody got to stand. Jerry did go super hard for Zeke. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Dak, Dak, what 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 round was Dak drafted in? But I know uh, he ain't making no bread fourth, right now. Fourth round, I believe. You know what I'm saying? He's probably making the type of bread that Russell Wilson was making at first. He is making he's, the bread. Yeah. You know, he's making that type of bread. Yeah. So he ain't got no, he ain't got nothing. Yeah. He, he what he what oh, a lot of these players are is the reason why they're gonna quote unquote toe that line is because they're in situations to where. They need to play. Yeah. I just didn't like him saying toe the line. Yeah. Like, you gonna, you going to get on this line, nigga. Yeah. That's, you know what I'm I saying? Mean, I mean, he just got a master's mentality. Yeah, he do. That's really what Richard it is. Richard Sherman called him out on that shit. Yeah, I he, like that he, he, he did do. that. That's really what it is. So, boo that nigga. Boo. 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 Boo your ass. All right, who next? Rob. Um, Boo Birds, for me, is going to go out to... Oh, that was loud. Yo, 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 hey, yo. hey, go ahead, Rob. Uh, I think the boo bird for me is going to go out to uh, Paul Manafort. Okay. Yeah. He's just fucking shit up, bro. Yeah. Like, just, I think he's, I think him and the entire administration, all of this illegal Russian, all this shit has just kind of made a mockery of the United States. Yeah. And living overseas and when you meet somebody from and completely other side of the world and the first thing they say, it's like, oh, fuck the Trump, right? Yes? <laughs> fuck the Trump. And I'm like, god damn it. And then you have to have a conversation. I got to the point where I be traveling. I tell niggas I'm not from the U.S. Really? Um, and I want to boo Paul Manafort in specifics because his his um his protege, the guy that handled a lot of his money, just went on testimony a couple days ago and just said, yeah, I stole this many millions of dollars. I stole this. Paul showed me how to do all this, and yet you're still denying it. Yeah. You know? Fucking um, you liar, got caught bro. red-handed, bro. He's so, a liar. Um, I'd like to send my boo bird out to Paul. Man. He's going to go to jail, bro. Inshallah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> boo. 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 All right. <laughs> All right, my boo bird is going to stay. We're going to stay in the NFL for my boo bird. I'm going to give that to Kelvin Benjamin. Trash. Kelvin Benjamin took his 6'5", 240-pound ass to the media and told them that he regrets being drafted by the Carolina Panthers. And he also said that he... Felt like he didn't want to be drafted. He shouldn't have went to Carolina because of his quarterback, Cam Newton. And he felt like he'd have been had a better season and he would have been better off in his career because of Cam Newton. I What I don't understand is, like, if you think about Kelvin Benjamin's career, he's only been in the league three years. One of those fucking years, he was hurt. And the second one, he came to camp at 280 pounds as a wide receiver. So, Kelvin Benjamin, how are you doing yourself any favors in terms of furthering your career by coming to camp out of shape? And the year that they went 15-1 and one and went to the Super Bowl, he, he was play. hurt. He didn't play. He didn't play at all. <laughs> Their number one receiver was Ted Ginn, catching Ted, the ball and running out of, Ted, out of bounds. Ted Ginn, who couldn't catch a cold if he wanted to, was their top receiver. And that was the year Actually, they went to the Ted Super Bowl, right? And has the highest catch percentage in 2017. That's because he's always wide the fuck See, open. You didn't open up the fact checkers now. Mm-hmm. You didn't open he's them in, up. He's not number one, but he's definitely up there. He's in the like seven. Well, you just said you just said what he was say? number one. Did you say he was number one? I said in top. I said top. Okay. Top, All right. top could be top hundred. He's like seventy. So I can't be wrong. Okay, look. All I'm saying is that Kelvin Benjamin, you're totally wrong. That's why you got traded to, to Buffalo. You got traded to Siberia of the NFL. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that Cam went up to my man. He yeah. went on to no ho shit. Yeah. He walked up to my man, addressed him, didn't want to fight him. Looked like he wanted to fight him. He if I was Cam, I would have fought him. He should have stole him. I told him. I told you on Twitter, yeah. I would have stole off his hoe ass. Because yeah. he was definitely a hoe He was ass being a hoe ass. That's some hoe ass shit, dog. Yeah. You can't talk about your quarterback like that, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless he's Jay Cutler because he's trash. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to end it there. <laughs> and we're going to boo Kevin Benjamin. <gasps> boo. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that is our episode for this week. 
it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left y'all. But we're going to try and keep this thing going. Rob is going back to United Arab Emirates. Dude, don't even remind me. Tomorrow. So uh, we're going to try and get him back on the podcast sooner than later. But we appreciate y'all tuning in. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Live from 1251. You can find us as well. Mr. You can tell is Cedric. Yep. What's your shit? At Ralph DeMouth. With an F. With an F. And you can find me on PlayStation. I've been playing at FIFA. It's also Ralph. What's your DeMouth. ID, bro? At Ralph DeMouth. Nobody's going to play you on PlayStation. But it's what was it? And Insecure is coming back, right? Oh, Insecure is coming Insecure back. Insecure is coming back. Yeah. So we'll be back to argue. Yes. Lawrence they they not even gonna have Lawrence on the fucking season, bro. Hey, fuck it. We are gonna see if if Daniel Hive is gonna be worth it. So fuck it. We'll yeah, see. whatever. All right, we love y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.